0: Welcome to the Market Beautifully podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Hey, welcome back to the show. So glad you are tuning in this week and we get to hang out. If you have been following me on Instagram stories, then you may have seen that I got hit pretty hard with the flu the past two weeks so I kind of went MIA for a while so yes if you have been following along on the podcast for the past month you know I had an ear infection while in Paris six weeks ago that lasted forever so as soon as my ear infection went away I did get hit with the flu right after. I was miserable, let me tell you. But this first month of 2018 has, has honestly just been a rough start to this year. I am finally on my way up right now, recovering and slowly gaining back my energy, which has kind of been a frustrating process because, you know, I'm a very go-go-go type of person. But I've been trying to stay positive with just kind of the energy loss I've had over the past few weeks. Even though I have been stuck in bed, though, I have been working on building the membership site, the 90 Day Profit Lounge, for you, and we are still in the programming phase as of right now. I'm hoping to launch in March, so get excited for that. Okay, now that you have heard all my updates, I want to start off this episode with the fact that there are four major brands out there that if we do not leverage as a business, we will die. Yeah, I know that's, that's kind of a bold statement, but the good news is I'm sure you are leveraging at least one or two out of these four major companies, if not all of them. These four companies are Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, and Apple. This was something we mentioned during the interview that I think deserves to be said again here because it is so valuable for us to be using the power of these big brands that have built in audiences to gain traction for our own online businesses. Now today we are specifically focusing on Facebook, but in other episodes I'll be focusing on the other three. Now, we all know Facebook is changing all the time, and the algorithm can be tough to navigate and kind of frustrating for us small business owners, but I am really excited for you to hear what Drisha Hawk has to say about different Facebook strategies that brought her to having a six-figure business in one year. Seriously, she is using this platform like a boss, and I was blown away by a lot of what she had to say, so let's go chat with her together now. Hello, Drisha! Welcome to the show! Hello, hello! So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. Now, you have a course that came out Fearless with Facebook, right? And you know, our mutual friend Liz went through it. She has said so many great things about the program, and I know that you've been using Facebook really strategically. There was an algorithm that algorithm change that just came out just a few it was this week I think or last week and so a lot of people have been what the crap what am I going to do with my Facebook and so I know that you have some strategies like despite the algorithm or not these strategies are so awesome and it's going to make you feel a little bit less all tense I guess around Facebook I know that it can be a little bit tense marketing on Facebook sometimes so she's just going to lay out a really awesome strategy that we can copy and paste it's going to be great (laughs) yes so I feel like we should start with Facebook Live. Let's start there. Where does that play a role in our business?
1: So I feel as if um, you're not leveraging Facebook Lives consistently on a regular base in your business, you're really truly doing your business a disservice, um, especially with the new Facebook algorithm and some of the other things going on in the Facebook world, pe- period. Um, Facebook platform actually gives preference to video, but more particularly live video content over pre uploaded videos or posts like just standard stagnant image posts or text posts. So if you just do a video in itself, I think it's about a six um, times more in organic engagement that you'll typically get with a live video. Um, I know sometimes people freak out. Like if I do live video, nobody's showing up live. It's terrible. (laughs) I'm talking to myself. I like to say, if you're doing a pre-recorded video, you're talking to yourself anyways. So hmm, you point. might as well go live, and somebody might pop up, somebody might not. But um, I'd say about like 95% of my even viewership comes in the replay anyways. Right. Me too. So um, there's things that you can do to help get more live viewers when you go live, but it's don't fret about the fact that nobody's showing up live necessarily when you do it. But I think. Facebook video is like, if you're not using it, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, in my opinion. Totally. It's it's just such a, an, an, or, and it, I think it just brings back, and I think even this plays into the Facebook algorithm. Um, I think the only reason why people are probably freaking out about the algorithm is the, the platform is really meant for making sure that the user experience is the highest that it can be. Yeah. So it's a social platform so we can connect with the people that we already know, like in trust to connect mm-hmm. with new people. And I just think if you're doing live video, it creates an opportunity for you to just be human online and for you to create that organic, authentic, just natural engagement. Like we would, if you just walk up to somebody at Starbucks, um, so I, I, well, long story short, you got, I think everybody should be using video. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Totally agree. Now, should we have kind of like a weekly show format or how consistent should we be with it? What does it look like whenever it gets into our schedule?
1: Yeah. So for the first like year and a half of me being in business, which got me to a point where I was able to get to six figures, I had no consistent Facebook live show. Meaning when I think of consistency, I think of I'm on Facebook Live every Monday at 8 Mm p.m. Eastern Standard Time religiously. Um, I think it's more about being high frequency, more so than like consistency in the sense of like daytime location, Mm -hmm. Um, at least that for me is what worked when I was starting off. So I was working my nine to five, um, working 40 plus hours a week, like just me committing to being anywhere outside of my nine to five on the same (laughs) day and time was just not realistic. Right. But I think the biggest thing is what can you, um, commit to where people can just grow to become expectant to see that of you. So that for me was like doing two to three Facebook lives. They weren't at the same date and time, but it was high frequency. So people knew to kind of expect that she's going to be live, you know, this week or next, like it's, they just grew to expect the inconsistency of it. Um, but because I was showing up frequently it to them, to the viewer, it really didn't seem like they didn't even notice the fact that it wasn't at the same date or time. Right. Um, So I think if you're just getting started off or like the idea of doing this at the same date and time is too overwhelming for you and your schedule just doesn't permit it, I think that's completely okay. Um, That's how I was and I had no worries. The thing that can assist you with that though, if you are doing it infrequent is if you have any budget to even just boost a video, Mm -hmm. um, I would do like a $5 boost every time I did a Facebook live. So people would, the video would still kind of be promoted for the next week until I did my next live. And that kind of created some more consistency and viewership. So that would be a little feedback there. If you're at a more advanced stage or you do have more of that flexibility in your schedule to show up the same date and time, I'm actually testing out a Facebook live show now um, where I show up every Tuesday at 1 p.m. and I pre-schedule what the content topics are going to be a month in advance. And I'm incorporating messenger bots to help with yes. reminders. Um, I'm actually seeing a lot more live engagement during the show because people know that it's happening people can put it in their schedule and they're getting reminders via messenger to show up so I think those are both routes to take just identify where you're at along your journey and pick one that you can you know you can commit to
0: right right and so also I've noticed that you do the what I don't know what you would call it just the little the Facebook reminder is it you're creating an event is that what it is
1: Yes, exactly. So I've yeah. been doing, um, again, cause I have it a preset showtime Now mm-hmm. I have a Facebook live event that I'll put out at the beginning of the month for all the seasons. So for all the episodes of that month. And, and then I send out a Facebook messenger bot the um, 15 minutes before my Facebook live goes live. And then I also send out a reminder the day after saying, Hey, if you miss my live, here's the link directly to the video. Plus here's, um, the button. If you want to download the app, in that's associated with the video. But the live events have been super helpful because now it's like, a, again, an additional reminder, because if they like your page and like the event and sign up for your messenger bot, that's three notifications they're going to get about you going live now. So that really enhances the opportunity if they catch you live during the live stream or if they make sure to watch the replay.
0: Right. Right. So your Messenger bot is connected to the event
1: that you are creating on your Facebook page. So kind of. um, I make inside of my event reminders, you know how there's like a location tab. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So instead of the location tab being blank because the live video hasn't aired, so there is no place um, you could put if you're not using Messenger bots yet you could make the link like actually your Facebook page and tell people to like your Facebook page. So they get a reminder, Mm. but my location now is a bitly link to um, my messenger bot landing page where it says, if you want to get a reminder, click here and it takes them to a landing page to sign up for my messenger bot list. Nice. So that now is a location for every one of my events. Um, And I think that's, again, if you're not doing bots, no worries, just make the link to your Facebook page so they can like the page, but that's been helping tremendously.
0: No, that's fantastic. And, you know, there's something about them getting a reminder and them actually showing up. I think that's awesome. You know, for so long, I'm definitely more Instagram heavy than Facebook, but on Instagram, I would go live randomly and I would have, you know, maybe... 10 to 20 people show up but it was crazy when I went on Instagram stories and just maybe six to seven hours before I went live I said hey I'm going to be live at this time people put it in their calendars manually to show up and I thought okay I have got to get my crap together and I cannot just randomly go live all the time I really need to schedule this out because people do care if you've built a community people want to be there people want to see you live so yeah I, I, I love agree that.
1: and I think." Like a workaround for Facebook, if like you can't, uh, if you don't have this like again scheduled out thing. Because again, when I was working for the past year and a half, there's no way I would have been able to do that, mm-hmm. or I would have committed and didn't follow through, and that's definitely not <laughs> right. what you want to do. Right. Um. But now you know you can go into Facebook and create a reminder for your Facebook Live ahead of time. So even like you said, a couple hours before, if I know that when I get home I'm gonna do a live at eight, you know, maybe at noon on my lunch break I can make a quick little um, Facebook reminder you know, on my platform saying, Hey guys, I'm going to go live tonight at eight o'clock. Here's the reminder, click here and you'll get a notification when it goes live. And that's all built into Facebook's platform. So I love the fact that you did that in your stories and like, Hey guys, I'm going to go live later today. So even if it is more sporadic, you can still give some sort of heads up. um, So people can be there and show up live for you too.
0: I love that. Okay. So once the live video is officially over, how do we use the replay to not only make more money from our lives and, or get them into our email marketing funnel and grab their email, which is great, but how do we even repurpose Mm -hmm. that content?
1: So this is where it's baller. I'm all about (laughs) how can I do less, but increase my impact, do less, but earn more income. And, um, the strategy that I'm using for this year is one, I think to make sure it's a lot of people I've noticed will make Facebook live content, um, which will be great, but then they have no call to action. They're not actually telling their people, Hey, go do this. So make sure that no matter what, when you publish any video or do anything that inside of the caption of that Facebook live, is a clear description of what they're going to be talking about. But then two, that there's at least one, a one-liner saying, um, don't just say, go join my email list. Because if you're a random viewer, it's like, well, why should I just go join your email list? What's in it for me? So make sure that it's clear as to like, you know, it's understanding why are you asking them to go do whatever it is you're asking them to do, whether it's scheduling a discovery call or signing up to get some awesome Mm -hmm. ball or bonus that you have for them as a PDF. But make that clear as to like why they should care. Um, But when it comes to repurposing content, the thing I'm doing now is I'm taking my Facebook live streams and I'm repurposing them three different ways. Um, so my Facebook lives now are being automatically uploaded to YouTube. So I use a tool called repurpose. It's $12 a month. It is like magic. And I put it on, um, you can set up a flow where every time you publish a Facebook live, it'll automatically take your Facebook live and upload it to your YouTube account without you touching anything, whatever your Facebook live caption is, it'll import that into YouTube, into the description, and into like the title of your YouTube video magic. And I don't, I need to get better at this and I plan on getting better at this, but like I have not looked at my YouTube page, but I've got two paid clients in the past month since I've been using Repurpose and they told me they found me on YouTube. That is fantastic. And all it is is my Facebook. Girl, I was like, i probably go look at my Facebook page, make a banner, like put tags in the video. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: right now I just have an assistant that does that. So I didn't even know that Repurpose totally. was even a thing. Because I'm, like, downloading the MP4s and, like, putting them in the drive. She's downloading them, putting them on the YouTube channel, creating the covers, no descriptions. That, that's what's happening right now. So, repurpose. Okay, I'm going to put that in the show notes so everyone can go. Yes. Go with me to the
1: page. (laughs) So, if you got $12 a month, you can do one direct flow. Now, let's say you have a podcast. Um I know this is a little bit off topic for the strategy but still mm-hmm. worth repurpose if you have since you have your podcast it can also take your podcast audio it'll make a really cute audio graphic and video it'll turn your audio into like a cute video and it, you can upload that automatically to YouTube app but with not, without doing anything so that's one way I'm repurposing it um I'm not sure if you've heard of the book 4 Mm -mm. Um, they just came out with it this year, but the book's amazing. I think it's, um, basically it's talking about if you're not on the four major platforms, if you're an online, if you're a business period and you're not leveraging the four major platforms that exist out here, your business will die in the next decade. And it's basically leveraging Facebook, leveraging Google, which would be like YouTube, leveraging Apple, which would be like iTunes and leveraging Amazon, having a book or a, um, ebook or something like that on that platform. And Because those four companies are, like, taking over the world, basically, right now. Yes. And also, real quick,
0: if you have a podcast, you can also get it synced to Amazon Alexa. So that would kind of count as that Amazon, too. Yeah. Because I have it to where if you can ask Alexa to play the Market Beautifully podcast, and she'll actually just pull up the latest episode for you. So, yeah. If you have a podcast, do that.
1: So, great Jim. there. So it's like, when I was thinking about the strategy for this year, it's like, how can I start expanding my reach on those four platforms without mm-hmm. necessarily having to create a bunch of new content. Cause yeah, it's like, who has sure. time to make, we don't have it. No. So I'm like, take my Facebook live, automatically sync it to YouTube for Perfect. $12 a month. Check. Then take the Facebook live. And also, um, I'm taking it to YouTube. I'm going to be stripping the audio and turning it into a podcast. And at first I was a little hesitant on doing this, but like if you think of like a Gary V for example, most of his content is not him sitting down at a microphone mm-hmm. recording interviews. I mean, he has that as a component, but most of his podcast content is him speaking on stage or him, you know, walking through the city and them recording him. And so you can really just take your Facebook content, strip the audio, and now turn that into a podcast episode. Yeah.
0: we have episodes um, on this podcast where it's like that. So, yeah, so that's what I'm doing to, mm-hmm. to hit that that's Apple
1: awesome. uh platform oh I have and a question so real
0: quick so yes. before you move on okay so how are you creating the audio graphic what does that look like can are you using the repurpose app to do that too or is it a different app that you're using to make that audio where you strip the audio into that graphic
1: so that part I'm outsourcing just because oh, okay. how I am totally. in Facebook live I will talk in live having to engage with people yeah yeah so I'm I'm taking this For this go round, I'm actually hiring an editor off of um, Upwork and he's Mm going to be chopping my Facebook lives to get it a little bit cleaner. Cool. Um, I do have some podcast episodes that are um, up on my old podcast where it's literally verbatim off of what it is for Facebook. So you'll hear me talking to people in the comments on the audio. Right. So I'm going to see if people care and if people don't after a couple episodes, you know, we might just go back to just kind of using repurpose and stripping it and just adding everything, but just Mm -hmm. being more conscious when I'm talking on my Facebook lives to make sure that I'm not doing too much back and forth live. Right. So you can go either way there. If you have a budget to edit it, edit it. If you don't, I would just say, download the audio, upload that bad boy to, um, and repurpose as audio straight to podcast and don't even worry about it for now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's number two. And then number three is, um, if you open up your Google doc folder or Mm -hmm. open up a Google doc, there's a voice memo feature. So when I go to bed at night, I will hit play on my Facebook live and hit play on Google voice memo and it will transcribe my Facebook live. Video
0: for me. Oh my gosh, you are making me so happy right now. You have
1: no idea. Oh, that is so exciting. <laughs> so now that now becomes my email newsletters. So if I have the opportunity to transcribe and clean it up and make it a long form email newsletter, or that could now be a blog post, mm-hmm. I will do that. Um, otherwise I will just make a really a short email saying like a, a, like a one paragraph summary of what I talked about in the Facebook live. I'll take a screenshot of the Facebook live image that I had from the live video, mm-hmm. put that in the email and just say, Hey guys, go watch the replay. So those are two different ways to do it, but it's, um, really allow you to take that one piece of content now. And instead of and creating multiple streams of giving all from the same source mm-hmm. and you're, you're it's opening you up to new audiences. It's, it's to me, it's baller. And I'm like, I'm not doing, I'm not creating anything new. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm repurposing Facebook live content. And it's like I said, two paid clients in the last month off of YouTube and it's 18 days into the new year. I've never looked at the Facebook, the YouTube channel.
0: That's crazy. That's awesome. Man, I'm so excited for you. And I'm excited for me because you know what I'm doing tonight? I am going to open a Google Doc and I'm going to open my Facebook Live. Man, that is so awesome. Okay, that is – those are really great strategies that – and most of them I have not heard ever. So that's awesome.
1: I love it. Oh, good. And they're super affordable because I know like budget conscious – Hiring a VA to, like, transcribe for you or, like you said, manually download mm-hmm. and re-upload it, that can get into the hundreds a month easily. Right. We mentioned stuff. Google is free. Mm-hmm. Repurpose is $12 a month. And if you want to sync multiple accounts, it's $20 a month. But it, that's still. Okay, so
0: whenever it comes to our Facebook pages, I think... I definitely am one that gets caught up in this as well because uh, with the new algorithm change, obviously our posts that are getting little engagement are actually hurting our Facebook page ranking, which means, and you know, honestly, that's most everyone's Facebook page post because if your post doesn't show up in the feed, which most times it doesn't, the people that like your page, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to get engagement. And then because you don't get engagement, your Facebook page is going to look, really really bad and not just for whenever people go there I mean like even to Facebook you're gonna your brownie points are gonna deplete so quick so we don't we obviously want Mm -hmm. to avoid that but then what are you gonna do with your Facebook page if you can't post and you don't boost if they don't want to boost then what do we do
1: I say you need to be doing video yeah like I barely make actual posts on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Like you'll very rarely see me post uh, an image or post an article or share a blog. I mean, I will sometimes, like if they're really relevant articles, I'll share it on my page, but mm-hmm. it's very, it's not common for me. Most of my content will like 95% of my content on my page is strictly my live videos. So I think that's a huge thing there. Like, and I think understanding, um, You know, Instagram, for example, you got to put your posts up. They need to be super pretty for you to get your engagement and get your interaction. Facebook page doesn't necessarily work the same way. So I think the biggest thing there is one to understand that your Facebook page is only set up for you to get 2% engagement. And that's just built into the algorithm. Why? Because they, your Facebook page is typically more for business and they want, it's a play to play, pay to play world. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation there is like, I wouldn't even focus too much on putting like actual posts on your page just how can you do a video once a week or once every other week that's live because you will get you know six to ten times more organic engagement just because it's a live video i would just do that i wouldn't even like really too much worry about the posts um and then again like when you're on your live video how can you make sure that you are getting engagement um this is more of a I teach is more a little bit more in depth on fearless with Facebook, but Mm -hmm. a nugget I always like to share is how are you making sure that you're creating opportunities for your audience to engage? So right when you start your Facebook live, think about it. Most people drop out of a Facebook live within like 10 seconds. If they get on and it's like, this isn't relevant, I'll keep scrolling. So within the first 10 seconds, before you start talking about how awesome you are or who you are, like immediately share, what is the value that you're going to get if you keep Mm -hmm. watching? So it's like, if people were, this were a Facebook live right now, for example, and people are scrolling and they saw the title of what this was, it was like, Oh, this is interesting. Um, very first things I, that maybe would come out of our mouths was how can you leverage Facebook to build that, you know, to hit six figures this year, keep listening. If this is, you know, something you're interested in, it's like, Oh, that at least caught their attention longer than the three seconds. So right. now they, you still got them on. Then it's like ask a question where they can give a quick and easy answer in the comments. Don't ask like what is the mission of your business because then if they're driving or if they are, just don't feel like giving you like a three sentence answer they'll probably opt out of even engaging. But it's like you could ask a question, are you using Facebook live video in your content strategy? Put a hands up emoji if you are or put the thumbs down emoji if you're not. That's super simple, they can just click one button on their text to engage. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that I notice a lot of my students aren't doing and they're learning to do because of the course is how are you creating opportunities for your viewers and also addressing the replay viewers like say, you know, Hey guys, thanks for everybody who's showing up live. Hey, everybody who's catching this in the replay. Cause you know, most of your viewers are going to be in the replay. Just talk to them, get, create those opportunities for them to engage. But the more engagement you get quicker, that faster it boosts up your, um, it helps you play out in the algorithm. So I would, before you even dive into who you are and all that, why should somebody care to continue listening and then give them an opportunity to engage in the comments like right out of the gate Mm -hmm. and then start talking about, hey, if you're new to me, I'm such and such, it's just what I do and then continue on with your content. So that will overall help with like algorithm visibility and engagement on your page. But um, again, I would just, you guys, I would start doing more live video.
0: Awesome. And so from there, let's say we have a Facebook group. Would we share our live within our Facebook group? How does that work?
1: Yes. So I get this question all the time. Where am I supposed to post my live videos? A hundred percent of the time your live videos should be posted on your Facebook page. Mm. And then from the page, I normally like to have two devices up and going. So I've been recently starting to do my Facebook lives on my computer and then I'll open up my phone or open up a new tab on my computer and share the live videos immediately when I go live Mm -hmm. while I'm on the live camera. Everybody can't multitask like that. That's okay. Or maybe you don't have it set up for your desktop. If you have it on your phone, are you able to open up your laptop while you have a phone on like a phone stand Mm -hmm. and share it immediately? Cause that will help get you more live engagement. Um, but I, that's what I always recommend just because, um, when you do get to a point in your business where you're able to start leveraging more Facebook ads um, and doing more of the pay to play type of world, right. you can make all of your audiences based off your live viewers or based off of video views. Mm-hmm. So I always say be building those audiences, even if you're not at a place in your business yet where you're able to start spending and paying to play, because when it does come t- time come to do that, you have all these warm audiences already built up. Oh, yeah. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the feature, even you being active on Instagram story and Instagram period, you can create now Facebook audiences of people who watch your Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah. And that, so I, I just, I'd be doing them regardless, even if you're not ready to, to pay to do that all in your business yet. So that would be my recommendation. Everything starts on the page and then you share it from there onto your personal, into your groups.
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that new feature. Since I am all about Instagram stories, I'm kind Mm -hmm. of obsessed with it. So (laughs) yes. Okay. So let's (laughs) say, (laughs) let's say that we have a Facebook group. So how do we use Facebook group to scale our business in a non time consuming way? Now, obviously Facebook groups are time consuming just because that's the nature of Facebook groups. But what are some strategies that make that a little less uh, hard? (laughs)
1: Yeah. So one is I use my Facebook group as an email opt-in. Mm-hmm. Um, and this again is what I teach in fields with Facebook, but it's the thing that accounts for probably 30% of my email list okay. is every time I do a Facebook live, I will direct people to some sort of opt-in. And before I even had the opportunity to, to create those cool PDF opt-ins that we all have now, I would send people to a landing page to join my free accountability group, which was my Facebook group. So I think if you can use your Facebook group in a way where it has a very targeted purpose, um, and then create a landing page and treat it just like an opt-in, you know, tell people that they need to go to this landing page and give you their email address to get access to your private group, now you're growing your email list and you're growing a community of people on Facebook. So that's a win-win. Um, so that's one thing that I always recommend in that sequence is get as much email, use that as an opt-in. Totally. Um, and with your Facebook group, make sure that you're leveraging those like three questions that you can get, um, that you can ask somebody before you give them access to your group. And I use this again, to get much more like customer insight on where people's struggles are, what they need, um, how they might've found me. Um, cause now if I know what their biggest struggles are, I can now tailor the content that I put in my group to actually support and help them. But it also helps me make better offers. It helps me sell better. Mm-hmm. Um, because now I know what their struggles is because they literally just told me. Yeah. So create those opportunities for you to listen. I would definitely leverage that. Um, but now when it comes and okay now they're in the group now what I pre theme and pre post um, about three posts a week like a um, like like a accountability Monday. What are your goals mm-hmm. for the week? Share your wins and like where are you struggling or something like that. Right. And I make these captions um, like image captions theme like thread. I don't know why I can't talk <laughs> themed threads. Yeah. Uh, I do two or three of those a week and I'll make those at the beginning of the year and schedule them out for the entire year. Mm-hmm. So now you, when especially this helped me when I worked, cause I'm like, I'm always at least posting in the group, even if I'm not physically present. And those threads are again, tied to the overall purpose of the group and tied to what their needs are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me, I get the highest level of engagement on the days that I have my themed thread posts um, so I, I pre schedule those bad boys out for the entire year. So no matter what there's engagement going on in the group, Oh um, wow. what something a relief else is, to have it like done for the oh rest my of the gosh, year. It's the best for the entire year. I do it. It normally takes like three hours and now I have a VA assisting me with that, but it normally takes three hours to get those, to just sit in Hootsuite, copy and paste the right. caption and put it all in there. Um, but now you're done for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so batch creating as much as you can, I think, is super helpful. Um, I think another thing that has helped with engagement is I recognize people as they join my group. Mm-hmm. So I think if you have – you have to have a certain number of people in your group to leverage this feature. like a like 100 people mm-hmm. before I was doing it manually. Um, but every week I'll accept new people into the group. And then all the new people that – were joined, I would do a post saying like, Hey, welcome. We're so happy that you're in this community space. This is a little bit more about who we are pop in the comments and like share your story or do a Facebook live, introducing yourself. And I would tag every single one of those new people in the group. And they felt like, I don't know. I think it, it, they felt happy just even being recognized. Right. Um, so I do that and it's something super simple. And now if you have more than a hundred people in the group, there's a button inside of your Facebook group that will automatically make a post and tag all the people that are new so you don't have to manually go and do it anymore. Um, So that's something else I do to help maintain engagement. I just do that once a week. But other than that, I'm probably in my Facebook group maybe 15, 30 minutes a week. Wow. Just responding to people on the weekly threads and to welcome people into the group and to send out that post saying, hey, thanks for joining.
0: Uh, That's really
1: impressive. (laughs) Nice. Because I got one more tip that I do like once a month. Okay. So, uh, because I know this all helps because I I think people, we get in these Facebook groups and it's just like, how can you just make it more real, more human? What would you do if this were like a a monthly meetup, you know, Mm -hmm. in person? Uh, But once a month, I'll go into my analytics of my Facebook group and you can go through your analytics and look at who are the highest engaged uh, people in your group. And I will shout them out once a month saying, promote yourself in the thread below. Thank you so much for being an active, engaged person. Thank you so much for offering value. Thank you so much for answering other people's questions. We see you. Like, tell us all about how awesome you are and let us know where we can, like, learn more about working with you. And they geek out over that. Like, what? You noticed I was engaged? I get to promote myself. Um, Or even sometimes for those people that were super engaged, I I would send them a private message and... Um, Give them free, like 30 minute coffee chats with me just for rewarding them for being engaged. And now that I did that, those people are like rock stars in the Facebook group. Oh, I bet. So those are some quick tips. And that's just, you know, if you had the time to do it, but to me, I think it's, if you break that out, it's maybe like two or three hours a month. If you actually do those phone calls too, it will skyrocket your engagement. Yeah.
0: Man, that is such a great tip. I love that. Okay. So now let's say if we don't have a group of our own, how do we leverage Facebook groups even though we don't have a group?
1: Yes. Um. So one thing that I do, and I'll make sure to include this, um, give this over to you. Okay. Because um, I like to make sure, first is like I like to do a social media cleanse. Most people, I'm scared to even ask some of the viewers, how many Facebook groups are you currently in? <laughs> oh, I gosh. like to dwindle that down to like 15 to 20, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) we won't put anybody on blast, but I like to narrow down the focus of where can I be present in other people's communities? Mm -hmm. And I'd say I get down to like 15 to 20 groups max. And then I put on, I have on my schedule 30 minutes a week where I just go into other people's Facebook groups and I just serve. So I will go through the threads in the Facebook groups and just cheer people on if they're celebrating a win Or um, if my area of expertise is strategy or Facebook and all that, I'll use the search tab in those Facebook groups and type in Facebook or type in strategy or type Mm -hmm. in revenue. Um, And then people who ask questions around what my zone of genius is, I'll go in and like offer a pretty substantial response to their question. So I think um, in every Facebook group I'm in, I always make sure to do an introductory post. Saying, hey guys, I'm so excited to be in this group. This is who I am. This is why I'm joining this group. This is what I'm looking to get out of it. Thanks so much for creating it. So just how can you be visible in other people's mm-hmm. groups but just be of service? Um, and that's what, at, like for the first 8 to 12 months in my business, that's all I did. And that's why I, I met my business besties. That's how I got guest experts to my membership group. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I got some of my first paid clients, just being of service in other people's community spaces. And just even though some people may never interact with you, they keep seeing, they see your, pay, your face on a regular basis popping up just giving. It's like, oh, she's really awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, let me actually go follow her. Then they start watching your videos. Then they binge watch all your old videos and they end up becoming a client. So I just, I dedicate 30 minutes a week where all I do is just go into those 15 Facebook groups that i identify that this is where my audience is, this is where it feels like home to me. Mm-hmm. And I just serve and support other people's, in other people's spaces.
0: Nice, nice. I love that. Yeah, so I like that you said that you have a certain amount of time. I think that's important because, for me, I can get sucked down the Facebook rabbit hole so quickly. And so I like that you said 15 to 30 all- minutes. Like, yeah, it's terrible. So like, let's say... <laughs> If every week, 30 to 45 minutes, and you put that in your Google Mm -hmm. Calendar, you block it off, you set a timer, once the timer goes off, you are no longer, (laughs) just push the X on the Facebook, and then move on to a task that's moving your business forward that you already have set up in your Asana. Like, that, that sounds fantastic.
1: Yeah, so I have my weeks batched out where, like, Fridays are typically follow-up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I put all of my follow up stuff on Fridays, so like follow up in the Facebook groups, you know, nice. follow up with clients via email, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it, it took time for me to get into rhythm of that, because <laughs> girl, don't we all get sucked into the Facebook thread? Yes, yes. But that to me is like at least you know you have dedicated time where all you're doing is just being of service and, mm-hmm. and being being of service and just being present and showcasing your expertise. Yeah. Um, so that's something I, I highly recommend if you don't have your own Facebook group, like how can you just be of service in other people's groups and be visible?
0: Perfect. I like that. So how does this whole thing look like whenever we fit it into our day-to-day life? How does it fit into our schedule and how can we kind of plan it all out in advance?
1: Yeah. So one is, um, I think what are the opportunities for you to batch create, So if that's your weekly theme post for your Facebook group or batch creating out what your Facebook live episodes are going to be. First, it's like just because especially when I was working and had limited time, um, I would just pick one day out of every quarter to kind of batch create for the next quarter. Mm -hmm. Or like I said, if you had the theme post and you kind of know your stuff down, batch create it for the entire year and just knock it out. Um, from there, it's like, if you're doing a Facebook live a week, I normally will try to, you know, dedicate like an hour a week for just Facebook live. I can be a bit long winded on my lives. Me too. I like to answer everybody's questions. <laughs> um, so normally I'm on there for like an hour, 40 minutes to an hour. So I like to dedicate time for that. Um, but again, it's like making the strategy before you dive into Facebook. So mm-hmm. clean out your, your Facebook feed, get out of groups that you don't, that you're not active in, that you're not present in. Um, start to unfollow people who are not, uh, adding substance or value to your overall well-being. and you don't have to unfriend them, but unfollow so they're not consuming your timeline. Um, so i like to do that cleanse first, just to clean things up. So when you do get into Facebook, you don't get like, it's a little bit harder for you to get sucked into the whirlwind of like a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, dwindle down your Facebook group Identify it's like 10 to 15, you know, 15 to 20 groups or so. So I, I, put like, I would estimate like an hour a week for Facebook Live. I would get repurposed, so it would automatically transcribe that to YouTube for you. Um, after you do your Facebook Live, probably put on your calendar another hour and a half for you to either transcribe it or turn it into an email newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're at like two and a half hours now. And then put 30 minutes on your calendar just to be present in other people's groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably put maybe another 30 minutes on your calendar to be present in your own group. So we're looking at maybe three and a half hours a week of that. Um, and you're already on Facebook anyways, more than three and a half hours a week, oh, than the yeah. average person is. So now you can just be more strategic with your time that mm-hmm. you're currently already on the platform, but now you're approaching it from a much more purposeful standpoint rather than just aimlessly scrolling through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love how you broke all that down. Thank you. Um, This has been amazing. I've loved all this, (laughs) all these strategies over Facebook Live, Facebook pages and Facebook groups. Thanks so much for covering it all. Um, We talked about the Fearless with Facebook program, but how do they actually, uh, are you have a waiting list or is it open right now?
1: It is going to be open. Well, it's, it's open right now to go on and grab it. Um, Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. the course is really designed for anybody who is um, trying to build an audience or a community on the Facebook platform specifically. It's like Liz, our mutual friend, for example, she's been in business for years, but she's never leveraged Facebook strategically. Mm -hmm. You know, even in 30 days of being in the course, she's been able to get 300 people in a Facebook group, grow her email list. Like it's been amazing to see the results. Um, So I say it's for people who are seasoned in business, but haven't used Facebook yet. Mm -hmm. Or if you're like brand new in business and you're just trying to figure out like, who are my people? How do I get visible? How do I just start growing my presence? It's perfect for if you're, if you're in the just beginning stages too, but um, really designed to help you grow your email list and get your first paid client in the next 30 days um, without even having to have a sales page or anything along those lines. Um, so if you go to DrishaHawk.com and check out the courses and work with me, the content information for Phyllis with Facebook is right there. Um, and we'll make sure to give you the link so you can put it in the show notes too, but thanks for asking.
0: Yes. Okay. That will definitely be in the show notes. So if you want to stalk her or be in any of her (laughs) programs, go to the show notes. Uh, but what's your Instagram? Drisha has some really awesome Instagram stories. So, (laughs)
1: oh thanks you can find me everywhere online at Jerisha Hawk so Instagram Jerisha Hawk Facebook Jerisha Hawk website Jerisha Hawk
0: all the good stuff there okay so thanks so much again for coming on I've really appreciated it and
1: sharing all your Facebook wisdom (laughs) absolutely thanks for having me